What is up, everybody? A reclassification, a legacy prospect, and maybe some names that you're not thinking about. There's plenty going on on the UGA recruiting front, and we're going to talk about all about it with John Garcia here on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel and joining me today is John Garcia Jr. Uh, from over at Sports Illustrated. John, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well. It's uh, the middle of the week. I uh, can't complain. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, there's no offseason. Clint and I are famous for saying there's no offseason in college football. And your job uh, highlights that maybe more than anyone um, no matter what Dan Mullen will tell you, uh, recruiting is a 24-7, 365 job. And um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're not gurus or insiders, Clint and I, but John is a bona fide guru and insider when it comes to some of these recruits. So I'm going to pick his brain a little bit. Thanks for joining us. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Leave us a comment, thumbs up, all that good stuff. If you're joining us on audio, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, follow over there. Leave us a rating and review. All those things are helpful. Uh, Locked on Bulldogs, part of Locked on Atlanta. And so, John, I'm just going to jump in. I teased a little bit in the open, but biggest recruiting news, obviously, for Georgia is a bit of a maybe a surprise reclassification. I think it caught some people by surprise. And so I'll maybe ask you first, when it comes to Marcus Washington, uh, did it catch you by surprise, this move from 2023 to the 2022 class? And then when you think about the cornerback prospect that he is, how big of a deal is this for Georgia and what will he mean uh, for the team uh, in the immediate future? Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, you, you never just assume that a kid is even in position to move up an entire grade academically. And then when we do see these, Daniel, they come <laughs> – in the summer, not so much in the spring, because usually you have to take an extra class or two in the summer to wrap it up. And then, boom, you can get to campus right before fall camp uh, like JT Daniels and Quinn Ewers did at quarterback at USC and Ohio State, respectively. So I was certainly surprised to see a DB do it early in the or in the middle of the spring, I should say. Um, but look, this is needed. This is needed for Georgia. I mean, you you don't have to search very far to, to hear Kirby Smart calling out for defensive backs like hey like we we had a great class of 2022 an elite secondary class of 2022 but we, you need more you need more depth uh at corner in particular i know in the spring game they had to slide i believe a safety or nickel over the corner just to kind of get through the reps at, at g day so that's not a great sign in terms of depth going into any year uh so naturally uh, i'm sure they they crossed some t's and dotted some i's with the 23 class and said hey you know is anyone close to to getting over here and, and washington had been committed and, and has been solid as with a mature game as well uh and i think that kind of put everybody into focus and said hey let's let's try to do this thing so i think it's advantageous uh for georgia and and for the kid himself um you know he probably wasn't thinking about it till a certain point recently 
And then, you know, then you find out, hey, I can do it. And hey, they want me to do it. So it becomes this, I need to go do it, you know, kind of deal where you you just kind of rise to the occasion. And um, I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. It's, it's going to give him an opportunity to obviously get an entire year of extra tutelage under Kirby Smart and a staff that has churned out defensive players towards the NFL and all conference lists and, and all of that in between. Uh, and it's a cornerback room where I think he's a little bit different than some of these other freshmen that are coming in. You know, Jaheim Singletary is your big physical all around corner that can do a little bit of everything. Julian Humphrey, smaller, slender, faster. He's the track star of the group with, with immense uh, ball skills. Uh, you sign some safety types as well. So I think with Washington, he gives you a little bit more balance. He's more of a conventional boundary type mm. corner who can play physical. He's instinctive, really like his hips and ability uh, to change gears and gear down when he breaks on the football. And he's got some length to him as well, six foot six one or so um, on top of it. So I do think he br- he provides something a little bit different compared to some of the other corners that are coming in uh, to, to UGA uh, that are a little bit bigger and or different in skill set. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, so many facets to this, but I think the key that you touched on right there is development. I mean, it's a, it's a year to develop. And, and who would you rather your football players be developing under? Their high school coaches or Kirby Smart and the defensive staff at, at UGA? And so, you know, in an immediate standpoint, he may not be on the field, obviously, other than maybe some special team roles or whatever this coming season. But I think you're going to see it pay dividends for the kids moving forward. I, I love moves like this. And who knows? I mean, I'm not – I assume you don't know, but like the Clint and I were speculating just on the phone to each other off the air the other day. But I think with NIL, you're going to see more and more of these reclassifications, don't you think? Because, you know, if you have the choice between going to prom – and making a hundred thousand dollars, you know, on some sort of a deal. I'm not saying Marcus Washington's got a deal cooked, you know, like all worked up in the books or whatever, but there's opportunities now for these athletes right. to be compensated, you know, versus at the high school level where you know it's just kind of run of the mill. So I think it's good. I think it's good for him. I think it's good for Georgia. And like you said, Kirby's got that APB out for defensive backs 24-7. He never has enough, he's never satisfied. Um, which is what we like. So uh, let's talk about, I got a couple other prospects I want to bring up to you and mention. Um, uh, but first, want to tell the people about Bet Online. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. They're the official sportsbook of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. They're the place that Clint and I trust. If you want to go place a wager online, if you want to bet on the PGA Championship coming up um, this weekend, if you want to bet, on Major League Baseball, the NBA Conference Finals. If you want to bet on college football futures, get a little get a little Heisman future uh, love in there. John, what what do you handicap Stetson Bennett's Heisman odds at right now? What do you what do you, you think it's worth? You think it's worth a little sprinkle for the people hey, if they want to just sprinkle look, a little on there? There's some, there's certain criteria for the Heisman, right? Usually, you got to play quarterback, got to win a ton of games, uh, and then I think for some, you got to show improvement. So if he starts throwing it a little bit better. You know, you never know. Listen, that could be that could be decent. Look, they're going to win a ton of games and be playing important football with a spotlight. He's got a thousand years of experience. Um, hey, why not? A couple dollars never correct. Hurt. Here first, John Junior, John Garcia Junior <laughs> believes that you should bet on Stetson Bennett to win the Heisman. That's what he said on our podcast. Yep. So go to Bet Online, 
Net. Uh, place that wager. Enter the promo code locked on. You get a, a bonus on your initial deposit. They give you some free money, so you don't want to risk your own money on Stetson Bennett to win the Heisman. Uh, just use that bonus money. Use that free money, and then uh, if it comes back to you, all the better. You're going to get some decent odds. BetOnline.net, your online sportsbook experts. All right, John, talked about the the big news, the immediate news, the Marcus Washington news. Let's talk about some other potential 2023 prospects and a guy that I know a lot of Georgia fans are very familiar with uh, because of the pedigree and the legacy that he comes with. Justice Haynes uh, running back uh, here, a local from the state of Georgia. Um, what do you like about this kid? Where do you think Georgia stands in terms of his pecking order? Um, obviously a need that Georgia has running backs in this class. And so uh, this is a kid a lot of people like. And then maybe the most important question that I have for you, which is hopefully a reference that you will get, is is there a chance that this kid will ever step on somebody's face with a hobnail boot and break their nose? That's the <laughs> question that Georgia fans really want to know the answer to. Yeah, of course. That's that's the first question that we'll answer here. Uh, yes, I think he's got. I think he's yeah. got that in his uh, in his toolbox there. Uh, but look, Justice is a, a monster running back. You know, two hundred pounds. He looks bigger than that. Uh, Multi sport guy. Just athletically brings so much of what you want, both in the conventional thought of what Georgia does at running back, which you know you think of your downhill, powerful. SEC style of backs, but also he can counter and and be that that shifty guy. You know, he could be a little bit more Sony uh, James Cook in his game as well. Very comfortable in space and out of the backfield. So I think he could be a bit of a hybrid type of back, uh, you know, when he does get to the collegiate level. Uh, and yeah, it's it's become a heavyweight battle for him. Um, this is a kid who has been a high school starter since he was a freshman and put up gaudy numbers. Like you said, he's a legacy prospect at that running back position. So there's a lot of buy-in and benefit of the doubt that Haynes has at his back. And that's resulted in a huge blue blood battle uh, at the top of his recruitment. You know, there's, there's a dark horse in USC that will get an official visit. So I'm not sure how much they're in it, uh, but really I look at this thing as, as Georgia's race to lose. Alabama's in there. Uh, other schools are in the mix, sure. Uh, they'll get official visits, but Georgia's going first, uh, and I think that's huge for the Bulldogs because today we feel like they've got an advantage and a lead in this recruitment. So when you pair that with the first official visit, which is we're just, we're just two weeks away right now from that early June trip, uh, you, you, in theory, extend that lead and set the bar for how official visits are going to be judged going forward. So I think that's a really smart position, uh, no pun intended, for Georgia mm -hmm. to be in with, with Haynes. Uh, like you said, running back is a priority this year. I was connecting with a source near Athens today that said multiple backs are for sure the plan for Georgia in this 2023 cycle, and they've got zero committed right now. So obviously – okay. If you're going to start somewhere, you'd love to start in-state with a known name and commodity like Justice Haynes. And I think if he ends up anywhere else at this point, I'd be a little bit surprised. Uh, recruiting's strange, and things change, certainly. He's going to take trips. Uh, he's tight with Caleb Downs, so you wonder, you know, they're going to take some trips together, and maybe that can start to influence things in different directions, sure. But individually and all things considered – with Georgia getting that first official, I, I do think they're in great shape to keep him in state. Yeah, that's great. That's great news. A lot of dog fans want to hear. I think sometimes the 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 name on the back of the jersey 
when it comes to these legacy prospects is just as important to the fans as the high school tape or any of the other stuff, just because we, you know, we remember where we were when Veron Haynes uh, crushed Tennessee's face. And, um, and, and so having, having his son on campus wearing the red and black would be huge. Uh, I think he's coming to Athens downs. Is that right? Do you, are their official visits the same? Yeah, I think um, both of them have three or four scheduled and I believe both trips to Athens and Tuscaloosa line up. I'm not sure about the other ones. Like, I don't think Downs is looking at USC. Uh, and then, you know, Caleb's got North Carolina in it where his brother plays. Like, I don't think Justice is looking at that school. Yeah. So, but look, they're tight. You know, if they want to play together, I think it's an old-fashioned Kirby Smart versus his old boss kind of deal. Um, and I could see it going, you know, all Georgia's way. I mean, they are in-state recruits. I could see them splitting. Uh, as well, but I don't see Georgia missing on both of these guys uh, as things currently hmm. sit, uh, which is obviously where you want to be. Yeah, that's good. The, the worst case scenario, only get one would be uh, that'd be a nice outcome. I got a, a big picture recruiting question that comes to mind as you were talking, and then I want to ask you about some other uh, recruits. We'll get to that um, in the third segment. Uh, first one, talking about Built Bar, the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. Uh, that they're high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar. Uh, they're great for whatever meal plan or diet you're on keto approved. And most importantly, they're the, they're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And so if you enjoy things that are, that taste good and that are also good for your body, then bill bar is an obvious no brainer choice. We've been telling about them on the pod for years right now to builtbar.com enter the promo code locked on 15 you get 15 percent off your first order that can be one box two boxes 10 boxes 20 boxes whatever you order 15 percent comes right off the top which is a great way to save a ton of money and try out some of their i think 11 amazing flavors that they have available right now all at builtbar.com the tastiest protein bar on planet earth all right, John. So we, um, you, I want to ask you about other guys, maybe that Georgia might be looking into, uh, maybe even potentially. You mentioned multiple running backs. So who, maybe who are some of those other names? Before, before we get to that though, let's. You bring up a question about first visits um, and the importance of that, and so I'm just curious because you you typically hear kind of two schools of thought that you want to be first in the door or you want to be last last visit you want to you know you want to be holding the cards at the end of the game uh in, in terms of these visits what do you see as being more important or more impactful on a, a program's likelihood of signing a kid first visit or last visit i think it it's probably dependent on the kid uh and maybe even his position or where he's from you know so in this case where, you know, for Justice Haynes, where you feel like he got a lead in state, super familiar, legacy, all these things, I think you'd want to go first in this one. You want to reemphasize okay. all those points and extend the lead so theoretically far that, you know, Bama, USC, you know, Notre Dame, whoever else is in it is, is just chasing uh, at that point. Uh, but on the other side of it, you know, there's there's a lot to sell for that final visit, right? At the end of the day, these are teenagers. These are highly impressionable young people uh, with a lot going on around them. And the last school to show them that quote unquote love that they all talk about 
could get that recency bias uh, out of the way. So for me, if it's an out of region guy, like maybe like, okay, like Georgia's recruiting a Brock Bowers from California. Okay. Let's get the last visit. Like let's get the last impression, Mm -hmm. make them take that long flight back home to really let everything sink in before a final decision uh, is to be made. Uh, and, And especially when you think of kids in SEC country, you you'd rather get that first trip because if you get the last one, they can pop over to another school really quickly, right? Geographically. But if it's a you know California and a kid from the Northeast, even Texas, I would say get that last visit, get that last impression to to as to why, hey, I, this is why I'm pulling you out of your region to come down south and, and into Athens, uh, so you can you can get that final call, that final in person hmm. impression. So. That's kind of my generic uh, way of answering it. it. It's good either way, if you're first or last, uh, to be opposite of Ricky Bobby. But uh, <laughs> you really just don't want to be the middle visits. But at a certain rate, you don't want to say no either, right? So if you're Alabama yeah. in this case and and Justice Haynes and Caleb Downs are going to visit that second week of the June, you're you're not going to say no to that. You're going to say, yeah, come on down. Come together. We'll figure it out. And, you know, those those programs can contend anyway, but. Yeah, you want to be first or last. And to me, it could depend on the position and, and where you're trying to pull them from. Yeah, I think that's an interesting observation. And, and at the end of the day, obviously, the visit order only is going to come into play in, you know, in, in kind of the rare instances where, you know, a kid might be totally on the fence between one school and another and gets that like. But at some point, yeah, if you're Georgia, if you're Alabama, If you're you for at some point, I'm sure, and um, and look at what you've got, and then if they want to be involved, you know they 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 can and will. So, uh, okay, let's jump into some other prospects who Georgia might be considering, uh, who who we haven't talked about yet in this 2023 class, and and maybe start with some running backs. You mentioned might want to take multiple. Right now, that that means Justice Haynes would would at minimum be half the class that we would want. And so who are some of these other names that Georgia fans need to be paying attention to if they're not already? Yeah, well, you can't pencil Haynes in just yet. So, yeah, you want to cast a a wider net uh, with elite backs. And this is a good year. Uh, four backs, different style of running backs uh, are available. And Georgia has been uh, pretty busy. Just offered two different backs that are really interesting. One, Taekwon Mizell from down in South Florida, uh, a speed and space type of back. So think of your more James Cook a type of mold. And then just, I believe, yesterday on Tuesday, they offer Roderick Robinson, a bigger, more physical uh, back with ties to the South, although he goes to high school in, in San Diego, California. Uh, you know, he's he's got a lot of traits that a lot of schools like. Um, and, and look, George has gone out to California to pull a nice back in the past with Kendall Milton. So those are the two Absolutely. more recent targets. Both of them are kind of in that middle stage of the process where they are starting to narrow down official visits and favorites, but they still got a little bit of time before committing late in the summer months. So you see if Georgia can make a play for either of them, but there's also some longstanding running back targets for UGA that have, have been targets for two years. It feels like uh, you got to go to Ruben Owens uh, from the state of Texas, uh, a track star, a guy who's played receiver, uh, just a big physical all around back uh, who can do so many things uh, on the outside or in between the tackles. 
heavyweight battle for him. Again, he's, he's been a known national recruit for some time. One time a Texas commitment, and they're still in it, as well as AM, uh, Bama, Georgia. Uh, USC was the other school in the top five. But he, he also took a trip to Michigan State here recently, which was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So his list could be shifting, but Georgia's really been in the thick of it for quite some time. I was in Texas recently, and I was told while there, if any team's going to pull them out of Texas, it's going to be Georgia uh, with their longstanding history mm-hmm. and, and especially this recent run of using multiple backs so very well uh, over the last few years. Uh, and then there's Richard Young, uh, who really feels like a classic Georgia type of, of running back. One cut, downhill, physical, explosive in short areas type of back, much more of your Zamir White style of of running back, which still certainly fits what Georgia wants to do. Um, It's another heavyweight battle, though. Uh, There's a lot of schools involved, uh, Florida, Notre Dame, Alabama, I mean, some of the Ohio State, the same schools we always talk about, right, for the best backs in the country. They're in it, uh, within the thick of it with Georgia. Uh, So he's going to take a bunch of official visits in June as well. I actually think – the Georgia trip is in the middle for him. So it's not first, it's not last, it's kind of in the middle. So, uh, you know, you don't get that elite positioning, but again, you know, Richard Young knows what he's getting at Georgia and Georgia knows what they can sell on their end. So I think he's, he's going to be an interesting one to track. You know, he's one that is a little less linear than Owens in terms of, Hey, who's really in it today. I think with Richard, it shifts a little bit. I think Alabama had buzz at one point, before that, we heard buzz with like Oregon where after he visited there uh, for the spring game. So it's, it's shifted a little bit more with Richard Young. Ohio State's held some buzz as well. So Georgia can still factor into this thing because he's a kid that uh, has, has really been open in the process. So it's not even just his top five. It's schools outside of that group that are going to be able to get him on campus as well. So he's one to keep an yeah. eye on as well. But obviously, great candidates, different style of backs uh, for Georgia. And they're pretty much in the thick of it for all four of those that we mentioned. And and they've been yeah. kind of heavy on the offer trail. So more more offers could be on the way too. Yeah, it's 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 interesting the recruiting game, you know, it's a it's a national game, obviously. Big schools are, you know, longstanding uh kind of take among, you know, sort of Georgia fans or some Georgia fans at least, some some pocket of Georgia fans is this like we got to lock down the state of Georgia mentality, which you can understand the logic, you know, there's, there's a heck of a lot of NFL talent that plays high school football in the state of Georgia. And so those guys as you possibly can. But but recruiting, as, you've, as we've seen with guys like, um, you know, Kendall Milton and Brock Bowers in, you know, in recent years and, you know, going all the way back to Georgia's pulled backs from, it feels like all four corners of this country, you know, no Sean Moreno grew up in New Jersey and, you know, like backs out of California, backs out of Texas. Uh, obviously you, you know, you mentioned a guy like Richard Young. There's a, it feels like a, a legacy of Florida running backs that come up, you know, to, to play for Georgia. And so uh, you gotta be, you gotta be willing. And then you have the, you know, you mentioned Michigan state, you mentioned Oregon, and you got all these, those are just two former Georgia coaches right there, but like you got all these assistants with all these recruiting ties to the South who go, you know, who are coaching in all these other places. But that doesn't mean that Dan Lanning's not going to be down here in his backyard recruiting. And so, 
you know, this is this kind of the game that that Georgia fans kind of have to get used to. You got to be willing to take the best players no matter where they are, and you got to be willing to fill your needs and and get the best available talent too. I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah. It's your national. Even if you're in a great state like Georgia or Florida or Texas or Cali, just look at any national title roster. You have to recruit from a national standpoint. Even that LSU team in 19 that you just assume, oh, there's a bunch of Louisiana guys. Not the case. A lot of Texans, a lot of Alabamians, Floridians, uh, and, and even further uh, beyond as well. So you have to recruit nationally in this day and age of, of college football to win it all. And, and once you get to that mountaintop like Georgia is right now, is that right now, maintaining that is is the same formula. You still have to continue to push uh, from coast to coast, and we expect Georgia to continue to do it. All right, man. Look, I got I got 50 more questions I want to ask you, but I, I got to respect your time and get you out of here. So uh, we're going to have to do it again very soon. If you're not already, go and follow John on Twitter at John Garcia underscore junior. Um, uh, all of his you, you get links, I'm sure, to all of the content that he's putting out uh, through that. He's not just covering Georgia or the SEC, but is looking all across kind of the landscape of college football. Uh, and so if you want to be connected to what's going on in the world of recruiting, John's your guy. John, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for uh, coming on today. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast.